This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. Hi, I'm Lexi Peets. I'm a feature twirler at the University of Cincinnati, and I'm a first year in architectural engineering. I'm from Perrysburg, Ohio, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Nailed it. Yeah, that was perfect. Neither or nothing. All right, Lexi, uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Um, I, uh, I've known you for a while. I think my daughter. Yes. Christikits. Um, and you were, you, I'm assuming, have you been doing it since you were a little kid with Harrisburg? Yeah, I actually saw it in a parade when I was about like four or five years old, like one of the local Perrysburg parades. And I was like, mom, can I do that? And so she like put me in like the once a week Monday classes, like to just keep me busy, you know, as a little kid. And then my coach, Andrea, she was like, well, you could be really good. You should like keep trying. And so I like did and I got better and she introduced me to competition twirling. And now I've been doing it for like over 13 years. It seems so crazy because my daughter's been doing it for I think about three. And I, I, I see the end because of, of you and the other twirlers that were doing an hour off. Yeah. Stuff. And it's, it seems like uh, yeah, it's probably going to go by really yeah, no, it's one feels like a day ago. I was just starting to do one turn and now I'm doing five. Like, it's just crazy. Did, did you know, I don't know if you, if I, I had uh, Andrea on the podcast and she told me that she took over Perrysburg Sophisticates when she was. She was what? She took over Perrysburg Sophisticates when she was 16 years old. <gasps> okay. I thought it was 19 or 18. I didn't know it was 16 though. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, she has, <laughs> she has extreme dedication towards it. I mean, I genuinely applaud her for her work that she's done. So, <laughs> um, you're at the University of Cincinnati now, and um, uh, like you said in your in your in your introduction, you're your first year student there, and um, you guys just went to the playoff game. Um, yes. I, I, let me know about. Tell me about that experience because because hardly any anybody's going to experience it the way you did um, yes. from from the beginning of. of figuring out you guys are actually going to it and traveling there and the whole experience. Yeah, I want to preface this saying like, I'm so grateful for everything. It was genuinely a one of a kind opportunity. Like, and athletics treated us so well. The band treated us so well the whole trip in Dallas. So the season was going great. I mean, University of Cincinnati has never lost in their stadium for about two years, I think. So we're already like riding that high for this season. So, I mean, every game was just a win and some games were like super nail biters, like the- Oh, some that probably, some that probably should not have Yeah, like <laughs> our homecoming Tulsa game. Yeah. I think my stepbrother has a clip of me, like they put like us on TV in like the end zone. And I'm, I'm like straight face, like not even smiling. I'm like, literally peeing my pants in the stands because I don't even know what I would have done if we lost but anyways so we won out and 
like I have a couple friends that are like in the football world and they're like, well, if you went out, like you'll definitely go to a good bowl game and we are pretty high up in the polls. And so I was like, wow, it would be great to go to CFP, but like, I mean, it's my first year. So, I mean, I can't really expect anything. And then they announced it and it was mass chaos in Cincinnati. Like one of my dorm rooms faces one of the busiest streets in Cincinnati. And I think for like the whole week when like, even though it was like finals week, everybody was still partying everyone who was going out it was a celebration on campus but so then all this bull trip planning ensued and we were getting like oh we get to be there a couple days before the the game and we like we were bus down and I mean it was like a 16 hour bus ride we left on the 28th when the game was at 31st and it was like a super long bus ride but it was fine I mean, I didn't really mind it that much. I mean, I was surrounded by the people that I've spent this whole semester with. So it's pretty enjoyable. But they put us up in like a five-star hotel. We got all of our meals catered for us. We like got all these great amenities. They got like free merch. And I think it was one of the coolest things to ever happen. And the thing that I want to like say the most was the energy in the arena. So obviously there was a heck of a lot of Bama fans there because we were closer to Alabama, but I will say UC showed up. So every pregame we do our like little like down the drive chant and it's like kind of annoying sometimes if you're not from UC, but we do it all the time. So like every pregame, you know, you'd hear the whole stands hearing it like at UC when we're at Cincinnati, but when we were um, at at t Stadium in Dallas, I think it was crazy because from my eye levels all the way up to the ceiling, the, every Cincinnati fan was there. You could hear screaming. It was jam-packed loud. Like, it was crazy. I don't think I've ever seen so many people on one stage. And for me, being a twirler, I've performed on, like, some pretty big stages in the world. But to perform for, like, over 80,000 people, like, I cried when I stepped foot on the field. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it, it, it's so emotional, like like was, like just to be there and then to see like oh all these fans too of my school are here. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I mean, everybody was next level, and the team. I mean, we tried to hold our own, and I think we did pretty well. I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and it happened. But hopefully, this can help for rebuilding our program and getting back out there and more successful seasons to come. So it's pretty exciting. I had one heck of a first year season, so I don't know. I don't know what can top this, but yeah, yeah, no kidding. Cause you're, you're at the, you know, one game away from a national championship and and you're like, you're just thinking, all right, what's next? This is great. What's we can only, you know, part part of you is like, okay, this is great. You know, let's keep doing this. Yeah. But then part of you is like, well, it's still, um, like it can't be a letdown if we don't do it again, you know. Like you still gotta have fun. You still gotta do what you're supposed to do. You still gotta keep marching on and, and doing mm-hmm. it. And it's hard being like an ambassador and like a face of the band because there's always cameras and microphones on you during the game. So we have to always be like excited. I mean, we are excited to be there, but like peppy and cheery. But then like once like the other team starts scoring and we're not like receiving our receptions and we're not getting the first down like 
the smiles start to fade, but like you have to keep up the energy and it's, it's like frustrating, but you can't let it get to you because you're still on national television. <laughs> do, do you ever get used to having cameras in your face? Is that something you um, well, I think I have a smile glue on my face for like six hours of game day. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's hard. I think the first game, there was a lot of pictures, like professional pictures caught of me and the other freshman feature tour of us, like with no smiles on our faces, like brown faces. And I think that was like a click in our head. We we're like, oh God, like this is real. We have to like yeah. smile. Well, well that, that's the one thing I noticed with Lillian. I know when she, when she twirls, yeah. she's so concentrating on what she's doing. She doesn't smile, yeah. and she's still she's pretty good for for seven. And and I thought yeah. she does a good job. It's like, well, just can you do it while smiling? No, like it seems it's like a hard thing. Than to do. You think? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Because because of that concentration is so much. You're like the last thing I want to worry about right now is smiling. No, literally, <laughs> and you're like smiling is like all of what twirling is because twirling is like a presentation of your skills like it's a performance and you want to smile but you're like well i really want to catch this trick it's like ah. <laughs> uh yeah. you know you know i got so excited uh to hear your college football playoff experience but i forgot to ask you the question that i've been asking people at the beginning is <laughs> i even emailed you about it and I yes <laughs> forgot about it uh it's a new thing for me this is the, this is only the third episode um that i'm doing this on so um okay. So, so what is something you're right now you're currently nerding out about something you're really into is it a new show something in school something you're just like or something you've always loved your whole life like the only thing it can't be is it can't be your job um or okay. for you like it can't be like twirling that is a, a huge part of your life so something mm -hmm. outside of that what is okay so I kind of have like a tiny little story about this but my stepsister for Christmas she got one of those like oculus rift things like the VR headset and so I like have never been into video games. Like it's never really been my thing. Like I'm more of a girl that like reads a book or does a puzzle. So I was like, hey, like, let me try it. So I tried it and like the 360 thing, like literally made me sick to my stomach. Like I was like scared when like things would come at me. But then she showed me this game called Beat Saber. I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard of it. Oh, yeah. It's like yep. the things and you go like this. And I play it way too much than I would oh, like wow. to admit. And like as a kid, like I grew up around like Guitar Hero. Like okay, yeah, we, yeah, like me too. Yeah. So like with like the music playing and you have to hit the notes. Like so playing this, it's like literally my, well, I still am a child, but like my inner child like loves it. And I literally... I will have that thing on for like two hours straight and I will be like facing a wall and I'm just like <laughs> screaming when I miss a note. Like it's awful. But I I think I've played it for like multiple hours each day for days straight, which wow. I like should be studying, but I like <laughs> priority. Yeah, it is what it is. It's I can't I can't even describe how much like pleasure it brings me when I like finally complete a level on like the hardest mode or something or like I hit every single thing like it's weird it's do, weird do you now think like, man what have I been missing in video games or is it just this one specific thing you're like no. <laughs> I don't know I mean I think maybe I could try it out if it wasn't like a virtual reality because that like really freaked me because they like come like things like come at you and I don't I didn't like that but <laughs> There's so many videos of people um, having having the, the Oculus on and like yeah. 
running into walls or falling over because stuff's coming yeah. at them. Well, she was like showing me how to do it, but like you can like set up the boundary around like objects in your room. So, and then like it like tells you in the video game if you're getting too close, which is so, it's so weird. It like freaks me out. And like the music like plays out of the machine into like your ears. So like only I hear it and not the people around me. It, it's so freaky, but it's crazy how much time like you would like lose track of time when you're like have it on yeah like I was like dad what time is it and he goes it's been two hours and I'm like <laughs> I gotta get out of here you, you know that's that's um if you lose track of time doing something you're obviously having fun doing it right yeah um and a video game I've been playing video games since I was little my my parents and grandma and grandparents mm-hmm. always got us stuff and now I've been waiting for my son to get old enough to get video Play video games so yeah we got an xbox we've been playing fortnite a lot together and that's the same thing like like what time is it like oh we get, you guys we gotta get dressed we gotta leave in five minutes you know, yeah you just, like we're gonna be late yeah, yeah yeah but i've never i've never tried that actually yeah it's it's definitely something like my dad he like puts like youtube up and he like watches like herds of like gazelles roaming around him and i'm like that's so weird but i mean if you like it you like it like <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. Whatever people like, people like. You can't can't hate (laughs) him for that, right? Uh, At least he's embracing technology. Yeah, I mean, with him getting older, I'm surprised he actually doesn't make him sick to his stomach. Oh, that that would. uh, I never thought about that part of it. We we went on a ride a few years ago when we went Mm -hmm. to Disney World. Um, It was at Epcot. I forget what it was called. I think Mission to Mars. I think is what it was. It just spins you around really fast, and it makes like makes you feel like you're flying. We got off yeah. that ride. Me and Andrea and the two kids. The kids are ready to go. Andrea and I had to sit down for 15 minutes. It was. It was. I, I was like, I can't do. Am I too old to do things? Even roller. See the point. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta take a breather after I go on one. <laughs> it's too much. You guys are like not used to being flipped upside down and spun around and yeah. Um. So. So you, you said that before we started recording, you said you're, you're online school. Have you been online the whole, the whole time? Um, we started this semester online. So we just completed our first week of online classes. Next week is online as well. So I'm still at home. That's but what I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to go back sometime this week because we start on the 24th and I don't know. I mean, I love being home. Like I love like getting home cooked meals and like, I like spending time with my parents, but like it like is not fun doing classes online and I kind of miss campus and it's, it's different. I I never would have expected myself to feel like this. I mean, ask me a year ago and I'd have been like, you're crazy, but I don't know. It's just, it's something about college and like being able to like do what you want. It's you like, so I, yeah. So are you able to, if you wanted to, be in the dorm, but still be online? Yes. Um, campus is open, but like everything's not their normal running hours. Um, yeah. And I mean, if I could live here and eat good food and not have to eat dining court food, I mean, I guess I can. <laughs> Enjoyed it. I, I went to, I went to BG for a semester um, uh-huh. and my, I was a commuter, but my parents got me a deal plan. So I could yeah. sit down there and eat. I enjoyed all that stuff, but um 
I, but I, I also really like food and it doesn't really matter what it is. It's, and it was yeah. a new thing. Like as a freshman, they're like, yeah. oh yeah, let's try this new thing. Oh, yeah. let's try this Wendy's. I bet it's different than, than the other Wendy's, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, the food isn't bad, but I mean, after you eat the same thing every and every day, it's like. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I totally. I totally yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so you're at home. Are you, so you're obviously guys aren't practicing or having team practices or anything right now uh no not at the moment for Cincinnati twirling but I'm just practicing on my own with Andrea in our group at home just so I can keep my skills up because I am going to a competition in February at Disney World yes so I will be representing Cincinnati there in a couple of my Cincinnati twirling routines so I'm really prepping for that because I want to do good my first year nervous but excited at the same time but when I do go back to campus we do have like practices scheduled with the other twirlers because we do get to perform at a couple of Cincinnati basketball games this season so I get to do a couple games by myself a couple games with the other twirlers so we're like gonna put some routines together practice get ready for those how many uh how many twirlers are there so for the football season we had five but one of them graduated this winter in December, so we have four this semester. Okay. And, and what's it mean to be a featured twirler? So a featured twirler is a twirler that gets to essentially do whatever they want within, like, the band on the field. So, like, majorette lines, they will all wear the same costume. They will all do the same routine, like, pregame, halftime, extra performances, me being a future twirler, I get to wear whatever costume I want. So I have freedom to design my costumes, but obviously the designs have to get approved, but I get to wear whatever I want and I get to do whatever I want during halftime. Yeah. So means that, oh, if I wanted to do a duet with another future twirler for a game, by all means, I'm allowed to. If I want to twirl solo for a game, I can go into the end zone or I can weave through the band's drill and I can twirl, which is super nice because pregame, we all twirl together and we all do the same thing, which is like that team aspect. But for halftime, I get free reign so I can show to the crowd whatever skills I want to show. And it's nice. It's like relaxing. Like I'm not letting anyone down if I don't do my job right. If okay, I'm yeah. letting myself down, but it's still pretty fun. So yeah. I love it. Is that something you like? You like try out like all of all of you try out and you're like okay you're the feature twirler yes there is an audition process every like spring around april this time like you send in videos it's actually a very rigorous process because you send in videos and then if they want to like if they consider you they'll have interviews with you you'll have a live audition and then if they really like you then they'll offer you a spot so that's probably, that's the process that I went through. And they really do that to ensure that they take twirlers that are able to do their job and represent the university. Because again, like I said, we are the face of the band. So they really just want to make sure that we're responsible. We're like present, we can be professional and we can do our job on the field. Um. You you answer these questions like people have asked you these questions your entire life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, twirling preps you for so many things in life. I mean, I've been doing 
interviews for a long time. I mean, not that this is like an interview, this is like a podcast, but I mean, it, Andrea has always taught me to always like keep all my information in my brain and when to say it and where I can say it. And I've had a lot of interviews like to get in DUC because I had to interview for the future tour spot, interview for the engineering college and I will be getting a co-op soon, so I'll have to interview for that. I mean, it's just a lot of being like personable and professional. So well, it's definitely well, you can go. Sorry. No, it's all right. I I, uh, I was gonna say it's you can tell when I had Andrea on. She she talks about how much she focuses on the interview part of these competitions, mm-hmm. and I have interviewed um, um, people of your age uh several times and you're by far the best at it and it's because you've had you've had practice you you practice a lot you know how to do it because even now it's a lot of you text your friends or snap your friends and you're not always talking that's not always a skill that people use it's it's like the real life conversation is worth so much more than the yeah it's it's hard I mean definitely I didn't start out like this oh my gosh I think my first interviews I was like 10 years old I was like oh my favorite color is blue <laughs> like <laughs> but you definitely learn I mean it, and it comes with like responsibility and growing up so I think it's something you could definitely um get better at because I if you would ask me when I was 18 19 that I'd be talking to people having a podcast a coach you know all this yeah. stuff there's no way I was so shy never talked uh-huh. to anybody I didn't I didn't like talking to people I had my friends and that was it um yeah. and now like I, I'm totally the opposite I, I talk to anybody, even my wife, when we go out around Parisburg to go to the grocery store, I always talk to someone because I always see someone I know. And she just like, she just said, she like kind of rolls her eyes. Like, yeah, you, we, we can't go anywhere. You always talk to someone or see someone. <laughs> so it's definitely something you can get better at as long as yes. you're actively working that month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, is it, is it a rare thing to be a freshman and be a future toiler or? Um, not at Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati generally takes features from the time that they're freshmen to they graduate, but in the past, they have, Cincinnati has been a line, like a majorette line, where they like all wore the same costume, done the same group routines for everything, but I think we became features um, about six, five years ago, five, six years ago, so ever since then, um, every trailer that's passed through has been a feature. But I mean, to be a feature at Cincinnati, you have to do certain, you have to be able to perform certain tricks because there are certain tricks in the routine that you like have to do and you have to be able to catch them on the field. So we have like trick pass offs every week. So we have to be able to catch these tricks a certain amount of times. And if we don't, I don't want to know what happens if we don't. I don't want to know what happens. All right, you're demoted. Sorry, you gotta, you're sitting in the stands this game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to think about it, but I mean, I oh, do wow. my job. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're also, uh, you say you're in architecture? I'm an architectural engineer. Yes. So it's like a mix of architecture and engineering. Is that something you, uh, you've always liked? Or is that like, as you got closer to graduate high school, you're like, oh, this is, this is cool. Yes. So my I grew up with around a family of engineers so I think I was always I don't want to say destined but like it's always like kind of like been ingrained in my head but I've always loved science and math and I really wanted to go that route so I 
I knew I wanted to do engineering originally. And I actually went into environmental engineering last semester. So I was in an environmental engineering last semester. Mm. And I, all my basic engineering classes were good. I had one environmental engineering class and I hated it. Like it was it. not what I wanted at all okay. in like a discipline within engineering. And it was so policy-based. I mean, it's definitely for some people, but like there's too much economics for me. And I was just like, I can't do this. So I like researched other engineerings and I found architectural engineering. So it's like the like designs of buildings, but like it's more simply the architectural. So like civil, like you can do other things with building construction and like soils and concrete and roadways and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to be like strictly buildings. So now I'm in architectural engineering. I had to apply and go through that process, which sucked, but it was okay because I got in. And so now I'm in that. And I'm in an architecture class this year. And I mean, I've done one week and I like it so far. So I guess that's better than what I did last semester. But yeah, especially yeah, that, so that, that it, core class. Yeah. It definitely wasn't what I thought I would go into, but UC is. I think number three in the country for engineering co-op schools. So we are like very high up there and they do a great job in providing opportunities for us to discover other disciplines and what you can do with your career pathways and what kind of jobs you can get. They have lots of fairs and functions where you can see people in the workforce and talk to them and talk from other people with different disciplines. There's so many clubs on campus. So, I mean, really, if you're struggling, you can always see other people. And I'm sure that's with every college. Like you can always talk to someone and figure out what is right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there any other, was there any other um, thing you thought of doing besides engineering? Well, I didn't, I know I didn't want to do school for more than four years, <laughs> but it's funny because the engineering program I'm in is five years. <laughs> So I was like, well, kind of shot myself there, but uh, I, cause I, so I know I didn't want to do anything medical and I didn't want to like do anything business. I didn't want to like sit in a desk all day. Well, I know you, I know you can do different pathways with that, but generically, I didn't really want to do that, but I knew, I just knew it was something engineering related and I just had to find the path within engineering. Did you feel, ever feel any pressure because you're having family then? Do you feel like I have to do this? Um, no, I think it was just something I decided myself. I think something in college that I've actually struggled with is making decisions for myself because going through Perrysburg, I mean, they have this, it's great schooling, this perfect cookie cutter thing. Like you do this, you can get this, you do this, you can get this. This is what you need to do to succeed. And so I was like, great, perfect. I have it all planned out for me. I can take these classes. I can do this. If I want to go here, I can do that. And so that's essentially what I did from kindergarten to senior year. And now I'm like actually at my own school. The counselor's like, you can do whatever you want. I'm just like, wow, like, is this like really what I want to do? <laughs> I mean, it's hard. You definitely question yourself, but I think just starting on a path and like starting somewhere and like sticking with it will definitely, I think it'll work out in the end. I mean, everything works out in the end for me. I can't even tell you my process of choosing a college to twirl at. I, but I, I'm a firm believer that everything works out in the end. 
Was so, that was that like a big was it a big deal? A big, big I, I'm very interested now. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I mean, Andrea can Andrea was by my side the whole time, and so was my mom. But it was probably the most painful six months of my life. So, like, so was there? Because I just know Lexi at Cincinnati. It's it's it yeah. seemed like it's been a done deal for for however long. Was there other schools you were seriously considering? Oh yeah, there was a lot. Um. So the process for twirling at college, you cannot, it's not like you get recruited, but you cannot apply or audition at a school if you don't have an acceptance letter. So you had to know where you wanted to go or where you were thinking of going, like in the fall, like the summer before your senior year, because you had to apply to those schools early action, like early decision to be able to like even try out because as soon as you got your acceptance letter, you were sending in your materials to college, college band directors, college major advisors, everywhere. So I did not know where I wanted to go at all. And I think that's where I struggled the most. I never really had like a firm set, um, but I had like a generic list that I made. I mean, literally all across the country. Like, wow. and so I applied I got my acceptance letters in and I started sending in my materials to um, advisors and band directors, which essentially was videos of me twirling, like my resume, like an essay of why I wanted to go to that school and be a twirler. Um, obviously, some schools declined me. They're like, no, we don't want you. And I was like, okay. And some others were like, yeah, like we'll take you for the next process of our audition. And I had live auditions. I had virtual auditions because of COVID. So sometimes it was more videos that I recorded of me twirling and sending in. And sometimes it was me going in person. But I think I had a school in mind and I really wanted to go there. I think that's probably the place I wanted to go. And it was not Cincinnati, but I live auditioned and I skipped spring break with all my friends. Like it was my senior year. I skipped not going on spring break so I could stay home and practice. And I stayed home and practice and my routines were really good. Like I was doing great, no drops, great performing. And I went to the audition and I bombed it. Oh no. I completely bombed it. And everybody in the twirling world like thought I could go there and thought I could get the position I wanted and everybody everybody was rooting for me to succeed and I think even the people holding the audition wanted to see me succeed and I didn't which I think that was so mentally hard for me because I was building up for months and then I go there and I just didn't do what I wanted to do and I didn't perform how I wanted to perform so I think the weeks before that in my Cincinnati audition were the most mentally straining weeks of my life, which is like weird to say, but it was looking back on it. And then I auditioned at Cincinnati and they offered me the spot and I was so happy. And even though Cincinnati was not my first choice to go, I will like hundred percent admit that I am a true believer that everything happens for a reason because now being at Cincinnati, like one of the best engineering schools, I love all the band staff. I love Cincinnati so much. I couldn't even see myself at that other school now. Like, I don't even know what I would have done. Like, I just 
there literally God had a plan for me and it wasn't what I wanted, but he gave me something better. So you keep saying the other school. There isn't you're not saying the name of the school. Um or you don't have to if you don't want to, but I, I can. I, I mean curious. I just well, didn't know if there if there's something in your mind like why you're not saying it. Um, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, but um it was Purdue. So my brother went to Purdue, he graduated from Purdue. I've always kind of loved Purdue. And I like got my acceptance letter and I got in and I was just like, and I went and I auditioned and it just wasn't what I want. It just didn't end up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now some of these schools that you get your acceptance, you audition and they tell you, no, um, it's not what we're looking for. Do they let you know, or do you ask like, well, what could have I done better or, or what? Were- um, well, they did. They just like sent me back an email saying, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for auditioning. We are going with other selected applicants at this time. I mean, I don't think there was anything I could have done to get a different result. But I think most of the schools I did get rejected from were from the South. And I don't think I fit that Southern fit like I mean I hate to say it but I am brunette I don't I mean I hate to say that that plays a role in it but I mean at the end of the day it probably does sure sure but um yeah was Cincinnati one of the last ones you auditioned for yes unfortunately they like put me through the ringer and they like waited so long and I was waiting forever everyone knew where they were going all the twirler schools were announced like all the new positions were announced and Cincinnati is like one of the last ones. So I did know in the end, it was like really late. It was like mid-April that I knew. So yeah. so was there other schools you were like, like they offered you positions, but you didn't accept them yet until you're getting through these other auditions? Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I really was just waiting. I think after... The Purdue audition and after that happened I think I was like oh I really want to go to Cincinnati I was also looking at Colorado Boulder and I had a second audition there and I had an an interview and I thought everything was going great and I was waiting to hear back but then Cincinnati told me first and I was like I'm just gonna go with Cincinnati and then I let the other school know which is understandable. They, I mean, they have a, another twirler there now who's great, so. Do you know um, a lot of twirlers, like, like across the country? Yes, I, going to competitions and going to nationals over the years, like, I have gotten to meet a lot of other twirlers, and through Andrea, I've gotten to meet a lot of the other twirlers, so I do know a good amount of twirlers from, like, all the other schools like I mean not if I know them personally like some I do know personally and I talk to them on like a weekly basis others I talk to probably once or twice a year when I see them and like all as well but I mean it's I probably it, I think I know a lot of them like yeah, I feel I, like it'd be like a sorority too kind of where, where you can just like go like hey I'm going to uh, for whatever reason I'm going to this competition in this other state uh-huh. and you know someone yeah. they're like hey you want to want to hook up and you know eat some lunch or get together or help me out yeah, with this thing of or course yeah. yeah we're just one whole big family I mean us girls if you're a collegiate twirler you've obviously been competing like your whole life so I mean I've been competing against these other collegiate twirlers my whole life 
Like we've always been the same divisions and be competing against each other. I mean, I've seen them everywhere. Like, I mean, there's a lot of competitions in the year. So you get to see people plenty of time. So you get to know them, you get to know them and what they like and their style. And then you're happy for them. You, you get to see them succeed in college and they get to see you succeed. And then you see each other when you're like kind of older and it's like, wow, I can't believe our six-year-old self ever got here. <laughs> but yeah, I do know quite a bit of them. Do you ever go to, when you go to competitions and you're, you're walking in or you see the lineup, you're like, ah, Sarah's here or, or whatever, you know, like, you know, like this person, or maybe some of them are like, oh, Lexi's in this one, you know, does that yeah. ever? <laughs> yeah, there are a couple, there are a lot of dominant forces um, in the collegiate world that just completely dominate all the competitions, which I mean, that's how it is. in like any sport, there's always those couple girls that just blow it out of the park. But I mean, I think that's how I was, but then sometimes you get that occasional competition where you like place above them or you beat them and you get this extreme like satisfaction. But yeah. I mean, generically, yeah, there are a lot of other girls, but it's exciting because you get to go to these competitions and you see these girls that you haven't seen in six months. And it's just like, everyone's happy to be there. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, You've practiced, you just go out there, do your routine from muscle memory, and you just hang out with your friends. Is, is there a uh, competition you really like the most? Not not because you got first place and won all the medals, but just in mm. general, like, I like going to this competition. Well, I like going to this competition in Disney World. It's called Romania. It's fun because a lot of girls like to go. It's this huge event. It's like an international competition. We get Chinese athletes, we get European athletes. Like it's insane. And everyone from all over the country comes and they have this insane collegiate event called like the collegiate champion. It's like really cool. And the finalists like get to compete in Epcot. So like we get to go and we like, they have like this huge stage set up in Epcot and like spectators can watch and then like that's where they have collegiate twirling finals outside of Epcot which is super exciting I think it's fun because everyone from all over the country and the world like come to this competition and it's in Disney World yeah, so, like, <laughs> you get to like go to magic like you compete and then you like get to go to Magic Kingdom like you get to end your day at Magic Kingdom like I don't think it gets any better than that you know, I, I uh, recently, Andrea, Andrea talked to my wife, Andrea, and said that, uh, I think it was a post on Facebook saying, we got to, we got to talk about this for the next few years, about having Lillian go down and do it. And I was like, hey, if we can go to Disney World, I'd, like, yeah. just like you said, I'll go to Disney World. Yes, it's so exciting. But there's also a part where, like, you mentally, like, you have to prepare. Like, Andrea always, my coach always has that countdown of it. She's like, seven weeks, six weeks. And she's like, 54 days. I'm like, okay, I don't need to know how many more days there are. Like, I know I should be in the gym practicing every day. But yeah, because I mean, you want to do well because you're traveling for us. Like you're traveling so far, like you're traveling a thousand miles. You just want to do your best. And Andrea, and I don't know other coaches, but Andrea, uh -huh. Andrea seems like such a good, good baton coach. And I, uh, baton twirling coach. And I talked to her when she was uh -huh. on, like, Sometimes when we first started, like she'd get really loud. I'm like, oh, this is serious. Like at first, my daughter's three yeah. or four, just trying to figure out chocolate and vanilla. 
and and she's over there yelling <laughs> at you guys I'm like oh my gosh this is what are we getting into here yeah yeah it it's definitely shocking at first but it's it's like any other extreme sport I mean a coach is going to yell at you to get it right and I mean they just want you to succeed and I think that's something big with Andrea and she just wants to see you succeed I mean over the years I'm going to be honest and I she knows this. I was like scared of Andrea when I was a little kid. <laughs> I like would tell my mom that I would want private lessons, but I wouldn't want Andrea to teach them. Really? Yeah. I would like do everything to avoid like seeing her because I mean, I liked twirling, but she would like scare me. So, but eventually I, I, I overgrew that. But <laughs> now like when I have like lessons with Andrea, it's like, yes, she yells at me, but like I yell at her back now like we just it's like a partnership yeah you're like I'm not even I, I don't even go here anymore I'm in Cincinnati <laughs> yeah she's like Lexi why aren't you at the gym and I'm like you're lucky I'm even here <laughs> so I'm doing this for you <laughs> yeah oh man you know I I but she's she like I said she's she's really good at what she does she's doing it for yeah. a long time and then you know she has you guys also teach the little kids too, mm-hmm. which I appreciate you guys. I mean, Lillian well, should come home and especially when you left and came back to like, Lexi was at practice today, you know, it's such a cool thing yeah. to, uh, to hear her, like be excited to, to get a lesson from you or from Allie or from anybody else. Yes. Aware of how much these little girls like look up to you. Um, I think at first I wasn't, but I, I've been the oldest of the girls in Andrea's group for a while. So I've kind of like beheld that leadership position, which is hard. But I think when I did come back, like for winter break, I think that's when it truly hit me that like all these like people like missed me. They're like, oh, we, we like haven't seen you for so many weeks and we have been twirling without you. And I'm like, wow, like I actually like have a home there it's it's yeah. just crazy yeah it'd be cool and, and i know it's a difficult thing but to have a gym just for like you guys so you could have yeah. like all the feature twirlers that have gone through there you could have these banners or have these things or have you know have your own space you know i know it's yes. a, a, like i said it's a hard thing to do um, yeah but it's it, it'd be cool to see to be recognized you know mm-hmm. i mean andrea does a really good job of doing that online you know or posting old pictures of Man, there's some old picture of you guys when you were like seven. <laughs> like this is weird. It's crazy. Yeah, because I mean, we all started out exactly like Lily, like yeah. a little girl with some excitement for a sport, yeah. and it like grew into what. Like it's crazy that it grew into what. Like I'm a collegiate athlete now, like yeah. at like a huge school. So I would have never thought that, but I mean, you get the stream and you shoot for it, and it happens. Yeah. And, and I know she, she loves it. And now we do it. I think it's like, I think it's twice a week now and all these competitions. So these competitions are crazy to me. Andrea, my wife went to the yeah. first one. I was, uh-huh. I think I had football or I was doing something else. She got yeah. there at like eight o'clock in the morning and I keep texting her, calling her. She they didn't get done to like eight in the evening. I'm like, what is, what is this thing? Yes. It's hard because there's only like so many judges at a competition and there's different like age divisions and difficulty categories and like each there's so many different events like there's one baton solos there's two baton solos three baton solos there's like marching in a box and there's like 
there's so many different types of events and there's so many different age divisions and difficulty categories. And then there's team events on top of that where one team has to go at a time. So it is a long day, <laughs> but you get used to it. <laughs> but and, and she told me, my told me, she's like, I don't know what happened, but one team just did the same song and routine three times in a row. Yeah. I'm like, that's me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's they just like change up how many people are in a group, and like you can enter them as a small team, a large team, a medium oh. team. It, 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 yeah, it's wait till you get to like three day competitions. Oh that my, are three days long, and <laughs> yeah, like. So this is just the beginning, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one last thing before we go is um, your, uh, your cheerleading squad just won a big competition. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I We are so excited because we always like partnership with them throughout the season, throughout the year, through Pet Pally performances of the games. And I always, I always just see them as like other people like having fun doing their job on game day, like loving their school. And they do practice really hard. Like they practice all the time and they just went to Disney world. And I actually, yeah, I mean, I'm so proud. I mean, that's crazy to think. And our Bearcat, our mascot won um, the mascot competition. Really? Do I, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. One of our, a, uh, go ahead. One of our um, twirlers, her boyfriend is a cheerleader and she's there right now. So like she's been actually texting us like updates and everything, which is like super cool. I, I'm like incredibly happy for them. I mean, after this season, I mean, they've, they get to go to like all the away games and stuff. And so they've been everywhere as long as like everywhere, the football teams, they go. So like they've had all of that. And then on top of like nationals practice and going there and then actually like succeeding is incredible. Uh, there's a uh, former Perrysburg football player on the cheerleading uh, squad. Yes. Yes. I don't, yeah. Uh -huh. So I, I always see, I'm, I'm friends with his parents, so I always see him post pictures of him at the games and stuff. Yeah. It, it's such a, like, um, strange thing to see because he never talked about it, never did it. And then when he went to college, it's one of those things, like you said, there's so many yeah. different things to do. You just find out, like, oh, I like doing it. I like lifting weights and I like doing this. Yeah. So I'll, th I'll throw people around for a while, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at where it's got him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, this Thank is great. You. Like I said, you're, you're very, very good at, at interviewing and talking and, and it makes Thank everything you. smooth. Um, again, I appreciate everything you've done for my daughter too. You, you, like you said, you kind of took that yeah. leadership role. It's carried down, even though you're not there, they, uh, they all love her and, treat, and help her and, and treat her very well. And I yeah. never have an issue like, Oh, we just got to drop her off. Like our first parade, you're like, Andrea says, yeah, just drop her off. We're like, wait a minute. She's four. You know, we just and, and but all you guys <laughs> take, take care, care of her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like you're like little moms out there. Yeah, and sisters she's and, such a joy. She's such a joy too. I love I love working with her. Well, that's awesome. And and uh, thanks again. Good luck in everything. Thank um, you. Good luck in your future twirling and your architectural dreams. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me. If we can get this podcast off the ground and running, you don't have to share the whole all the episodes just share one you like uh one podcast uh, if you share one could turn into a subscriber down the road so any little bit helps 
my my Gmail is the Nerdball Podcast at gmail.com. I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me at Twitter at the Nerdball Pod. Instagram is the Nerdball Podcast, and Facebook is a page at the Nerdball Podcast. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cut of Fish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.